Hello, and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD, and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. For those of you who are new here, each month I gather up the questions that have been submitted through our anonymous Have a Question page, and I answer them here on the podcast and on the blog. In most cases, we have no context and no way to ask further information, so we do our best given what we have. I'm a bit behind this month as I didn't get to March's questions yet. April was full of a lot of behind the scenes stuff, um, getting ready for our next cohort in our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course, as well as uh, I was doing a whole bunch of improvements on the website, Um, some updates and upgrades and uh, improving caching and speed and all the things that hopefully make the website better for everybody. So today we're going to try to get uh, March's questions out so that I can tackle April's hopefully before the end of the month. So without further ado, on to the questions. First question was simply, is any part of porn okay? And we were trying to figure out in the supporter form what exactly this question was asking. If you're asking, is there any justification for watching porn, then I'd say the answer is a resounding no. Uh, If you want a deeper discussion, you'll have to give a bit more detail. Now, that said, I'm working on a post answering another question we received that revolves around a similar question, so stay tuned for that. Question two is, am I unreasonable to expect sex after oral? My husband says he can't perform penetration after I make him come during oral. Is this normal? I really don't like giving him oral because I'm left so unsatisfied. So, yes, it's completely normal. Uh, In the vast majority of men, about 90%, after they have had had an orgasm, their their body releases uh, prolactin, which is a hormone that causes their body to go into a refractory period. In short, this means that they can't achieve an erection again for some time. The refractory period can be anywhere from five minutes to two days, depending on a variety of factors, many of which you can't affect. So, Yes, it's absolutely normal. He can't change that, and it's not really fair in the least to get upset about it. It's a natural process, and he has no control over it. That said, there are some things that you can do to still keep oral sex in your repertoire but not be disappointed by it. Uh, The first is to use oral sex as foreplay and then switch to penetrative sex so that you can be satisfied or whatever satisfies you. From the sounds of your question, you seem to be one of the 30% or so women who can actually have an orgasm from penetrative sex. Um, Option number two is perform oral sex on him and then him on you, or vice versa. Um, Number three is you can engage in 69, which is both of you performing oral sex on each other. And number four is perform oral sex on him while using a toy on yourself. And there are some options. If you want to keep oral sex in the rotation of things that you can do, but you don't want to be left unsatisfied. Question number three is, if humans were intended by God to be monogamous, then how do you explain sperm competition, females' ability to have multiple orgasms, males' ability to father children long after women of the same age have gone through menopause, and other biological features that suggest non-monogamy? All right. Good question. So, going down the list. uh, Number one, sperm competition. This is simply so that the healthiest sperm can make it to the egg first, giving the child the best chance of being the best possible genetic outcome. This works regardless of how many partners you have, even one. So I'd say that's not an argument that exclusively shows non-monogamy. Number two is multiple orgasms. I would say that this is proof that sex isn't just about procreation, but also for pleasure. Women who have multiple orgasms can do so within a single sex session with a single partner. So again, 
not seeing how this is a, an argument for non-monogamy. As well, statistically, most women aren't as interested in sex with their single male partner as their male partner is with having sex with them. So why would they want multiple partners that they then have an even more disproportionate desire to have sex with, if that makes sense? Also, we have multiple studies that show that women tend to be more orgasmic the longer that they're in a relationship with a single person and remain monogamous. So uh, the multiple orgasm things tend to happen within monogamous long-term relationships, not within the paradigm of non-monogamy and single one-night stands. Uh, Point number three was the male's ability to father children long after women go through menopause. Uh, well, women bear the physical burden of childbirth bearing, so as they get older, it gets more and more dangerous. Therefore, it makes more sense to stop them from being able to have children as it gets more dangerous for them than it does to stop men from being able to get a woman pregnant, uh, regardless of his age. Well, because let's say the positions were reversed. Let's say uh, an older woman who is past the safe age of childbearing her husband dies and she decides to marry a younger man who won't go into into an infertile phase for a number of years. She gets pregnant and now her life is in danger. And so is the child's. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but the current biological mechanism protects her. And you are choosing only a subset of biological mechanisms to which you think point to non-monogamy and are ignoring the ones that point towards monogamy. For example, we have pair bonding in humans is very long-lived. This is a neurochemical effect that makes humans want to be together with a single partner for long periods of time. In other mammals, like a shrew, pair bonding lasts about a day or two. In humans, it potentially lasts your entire life unless you cancel it out through psychological means. Uh, Also, testicle size, species that engage in aggressive sperm competition amongst multiple partners have much larger testicles respective to their body size than humans do. Uh, Sperm cell shape, species that engage in sperm competition amongst multiple partners have different shaped sperm than humans designed for more fierce competition. Uh, Penis shape, uh, their um, penises are shaped and they're more flared to scoop out prior mates sperm and displace it with their own you have an age of sexual maturity difference in mammals that engage in sexual competition you generally see a much later age of sexual maturity for the males because they have to physically compete for females in humans sexual maturity happens at about the same time as the females and lastly uh, a difference in size between males and females um for humans, men are generally larger, more, we have more mass, more muscle, we're taller than women by about 20%, uh, not by the massive margin that we see in mammals that engage in non-monogamy. And then there are some psychological markers as well. Um, for one, sexual jealousy. This seems to be a near universal human trait, regardless of culture. Uh, we seem to have been created to be jealous of other potential mates interacting with our chosen mate. Uh, number two is two-parent households are the most stable. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt what one of the best indicators that we have or whether or not a, an individual will be happy a happy, productive member of society and uh, successful is whether or not they have a mother and a father in the house raising them. Uh, Time and time again, society keeps challenging this belief and it keeps losing. Uh, The vast majority of human relationships are also monogamous. You'll see a lot of stats telling you that the majority of societies were polygamous, but that only means that the society allowed it. The actual experience of most individuals in those societies was still monogamy. So, 
no, I think there's far more evidence to suggest that we should be monogamous and that we were designed to be monogamous than there is to suggest otherwise. I think our society is trying to push a, a narrative, really any narrative, that directly opposes the idea of God as creator. And so they will try to find anything that they can to rebel against his law, which ultimately is there for our protection. And I think we're seeing the outcome of that rebellion. You know, we're experiencing a collapse of a free and safe society. All right, on to question four. Is it okay to teach your kids how to masturbate safely? We struggled with this question as well in the forum. Uh, some of our members uh, believe, like me, that solo masturbation is not good and said basically that there's no safe way to masturbate. And so therefore you can't teach your kids how to masturbate safely. Um, instead, we feel that you should be teaching them to save themselves from marriage. Others who don't have an issue with solo masturbation didn't understand why you'd need to teach it because it seems to come pretty naturally. So as a group, we're kind of split on our reasoning, the why, but we couldn't come up with a reason why you'd need to teach them at all. All right, last one, question number five. This person writes, seven years into marriage, my wife does not enjoy sex. She makes herself available for sexual things three to four times a week, which is great. However, she is not open to se exploring sexual things with me, such as masturbation, anal, etc. Traditional sex could be more fulfilling for me if she would be engaged and enjoy herself. However, intimacy feels far away when she tells me things like sex is only an obligation for me or I am miserable during sexual things with you. In all this, she's quick to talk about how she would enjoy being promiscuous if she didn't need to deal with the consequences afterwards. So to me, it sounds like she wants sex, but just not sex with me. Could you please help me by giving me some perspective or direction on my situation? So, it sounds like you two need to sit down and have a conversation about your marriage. Clearly, something's going on here. If she likes the idea of having sex, but is miserable having sex with her husband, then there's a severe disconnect there. Uh, it might be about you, but it might also be a feeling that sex is wrong, and so to have sex with her husband creates cognitive dissonance, while having sex in the context that she knows is wrong, like promiscuity, is more appealing if it had no consequences. You know, it's sort of like the Madonna whore complex, except the genders are reversed. As with most things, the next step is likely a conversation with your wife about it, one that isn't judgmental or accusatory, but rather seeking to understand her and where she's coming from. Then, ideally, you can make a plan together to work through the issues and then improve your marriage. And that's it for today. As always, thank you to all who asked the questions. As well, thank you to our supporters who answer them through their discussion in the forum as they come in. It's always interesting to see the different viewpoints, uh, experiences, and perspectives. If you want to join the conversation, check out our support page. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. And if you have a question of your own, you can ask it on our Have a Question page, or you can email me at j at uncoveringintimacy.com. Lastly, I have a webinar coming up on May 16th at 7.30 Eastern Time. Uh, it's going to be kind of an intro to our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course. Uh, if you are a wife who wants to be more engaged in your marriage sexually, but you just don't feel it, you know, uh, I'll, I have a lot of wives who tell me, you know, I want to want to. If that phrase makes sense to you, come check out the webinar. Uh, we're going to be talking about the course, but whether you get decide to go forward with the course or not, uh, we're going to go through the first module and you're going to learn a whole bunch of new things and I think it will help you. 
So check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, If not, subscribe to our mailing list and you'll be sure to get a notification there. And that's it for now. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.